This show is part of the Planetside Podcast Network. For more information, go to planetsidepodcasts.com. And thank you for listening. Welcome to I Shouldn't Have to Say This, where we discuss topics we believe deserve some critical and nuanced thinking. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email saythiscast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at saythiscast. Also visit saythiscast.pinecast.co for previous episodes. So let's say, for the sake of argument, that it's 2019 and you're a Illinois resident living in the southern part of the state. You like your weed and you've been going to your local weed man for a few years. He lives around the block and that's really convenient for you. You don't have a car and honestly, you really like doing weed. Helps you with your anxiety. You're pretty excited for January 1st when weed becomes legal in your state. You haven't been able to afford a medical marijuana card, so you're excited to be able to buy weed. Without the legal ramifications, that is, you look up the nearest recreational dispensary. It's about 20 miles away, but you don't really have much of a choice. You know a lot of people who would be interested in checking the dispensary out, so you form a carpool and you decide that you're gonna head over there on the day. Pretty early, but not too early, I mean, you're young and you feel like partying the night before. You're up bright and early to go over to the dispensary. You all load up in the car, drive 20 miles to the dispensary, and when you arrive in the parking lot, you notice that there's a line three blocks down the street. And you start to think, hmm, maybe I should go home. But everybody in the car is really excited, and so they all decide that they're gonna pile out and get in line and wait in the freezing cold for the line to keep moving. And it does, and you wait a couple of hours, and then you get into the store. You're looking around and suddenly you realize, holy shit, everything is really expensive. A gram here costs over 100% of what you paid your local weed dude, and from the looks of it, it's not on the same level as your guy. You talk to the attendant and you ask him, how much would this cost? He looks at you and he says, counting for tax about 35 bucks. You gasp. $35 for a gram, you say? Guy nods. You can't really afford that, of course. You couldn't afford to get your medical marijuana card. You're not a rich person. And you're definitely not going to spend tons of money just to get some weed today. You pick up a chocolate and you say, well, how much are edibles? He tells you the price and then he tells you, and plus tax, like, it's 35%, so just keep that in mind. Again, you gasp. Why the hell are edibles more expensive than bud? It's pretty apparent it's too goddamn expensive here. So you decide, well, I'm gonna go see my local weed dude. You pile up in the car and you go home. A few days pass and you give your guy a call and he tells you to come over. And when you do, you see cops swarming the premises. It strikes you as weird because your local weed guy has been operating for years. The cops don't bother him and he doesn't bother them. It's not really a big deal that he sells a little bit of weed, but for some reason, they've rounded him up and his mother and everybody else in the house, and they're hauling them out. You catch the attention of a cop nearby and you say, hey, what's going on? He says, oh, well, 
legal weed. We're cracking down on these black market weed salesmen. Black market, you say? The cop says, yeah, what are you doing here? And you say, oh, I was just passing by. Keep walking. Maybe I shouldn't have to say this, but legalizing weed isn't the end all and be all. It's not the end goal. We need to normalize the usage of weed and also normalize the selling of weed. It's no more dangerous than alcohol and far less than cigarettes. Hello, party people. Welcome to I Shouldn't Have to Say This, the podcast where we talk about political stuff and other things that are also political. Did you know that everything's political? Genre, my co-host. Yes, Nicole. Every goddamn thing is political. Praise. All right. Today, we're talking about the one, the only, the Mary Jane that we all care about. Marijuana. Oh, it's not Spider-Man? No, We're not talking no. about Spider-Man. Oh, okay. I-, I apologize. I know that you were very excited for just half of a second, but... <sighs> well, there go all my notes. Well, good thing you also like weed. <laughs> <laughs> I do. So, for purposes of, like, maybe legal, it should be stated that Genre and I both live in places where weed is legal. I live in Illinois. Genre lives in massachusetts correct so we're all talking about completely 100 percent legal weed usage never did it before first time doing weed was january 1st 2020 i will not say <laughs> uh illinois has a recreational re- weed yeah um so oh yeah that's right the history of the legalization of weed in illinois is pretty fraught essentially I think in 2016, we as a state voted in a referendum to legalize legal weed, and then it went to our son-of-a-bitch former uh, governor, (laughs) and he held it hostage for four years until we got rid of him because he was the worst. His name was Bruce Rauner, the worst ever. I've been thinking about legal weed for a while now because uh, we just got legal recreational marijuana legalized. Um, It went into effect the first of this year, and I'm not going to lie, it's been a lot worse than I thought it would be. I think we just had recreational weed this year as well. No, no, no. It was last year. It was Mm -hmm. last year. And yeah, that, that was a crazy time. Yeah. So just like lay out the framework that I'm viewing this from. My thesis here, for those of you who are of short the uh, short attention span, is weed needs to be legal. Personally, I think that all drugs should be legal because drugs have been done since the beginning of time and you're not going to stop people from getting high. If you were to take all of the drugs away from people right now, motherfuckers would be in the forest licking toads to get high. Mm-hmm. If you killed all the toads, then they'd be huffing glue. If you banned all glue, I don't know. People just want to get high. People want to get high. It's it's a thing. You can't stop it. The only way to produce better outcomes for people who are doing drugs is to, A, make sure that addiction can be dealt with in a healthy way, and B, to normalize it so it isn't such a fucking big deal if somebody is doing drugs. So, in Illinois, we got legal weed, but 
in no way has weed been normalized in this state. For reference, when we got weed legalized, 17 dispensaries that were already medical dispensaries just got their recreational licenses. 17 for the entire state. Jesus. Several of them are in Chicago, um, where I am. But if you want to get your legal weed, the lines have been like out the door and down the block since Mm -hmm. the beginning of January. It's been really hard to get weed if you don't have a medical card. On top of this, the taxes for weed in Chicago are fucking insane. So if you want to smoke a J, weed in flower form is taxed at a rate of 25%. 20 for the state of Illinois, 5% Chicago's cut. Wow. And that jumps up another 5% for the state tax if you're doing edibles. So that's 30% for edibles. It goes up for edibles? It goes up for edibles, which is a ridiculous thing. I thought that the point of marijuana and edibles was so people couldn't smoke because smoking is bad for your lungs. But, you know, that's not what this is about, of course. Of course. And it's been discussed that we have a bit of a problem in Illinois, specifically in Chicago. We have the state that wants their cut of any taxes we pay. We have the city that wants their cut. And then we have this county, Cook County, that doesn't need to exist because it's just Chicago proper. It's just Chicago, right? It's yeah. Chicago proper and a couple of our neighbor suburbs that really should just be incorporated into Chicago. But they also want a cut. So another 5% on top of that. So at the end of this, an edible, if this were all to go to plan, would be taxed at a rate of 35%. That's a lot of money. Yeah. So just for a point of reference, alcohol which is also a drug that is addictive, whereas weed is not, is taxed mm-hmm. at a rate of 4 to 5% in Illinois. And coffee, which is an addictive, mind-altering drug, sorry to say, is taxed at, of course, nothing. Just fucking coffee. Sa- sales tax. It's, it's sales tax, which yeah. is, by the way, uh, by the by, like 15% in Chicago. Well, okay, hold on, hold on. 15%? Yeah, we got a problem. 50 All right, that's a whole other episode. Cool. Yeah, okay. We could talk about yeah. corruption in local politics another time. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So, 35% for edibles, 30% for flower or bud or whatever the kids are calling it these days. And is there another thing for vaping or oh wait, is vaping or are the vapes like still outlawed in I know they were outlawed here. You know? They were completely outlawed here. I don't actually know. I don't think that vaping is completely outlawed, but, like, I have no interest in vaping, so I haven't actually, like, looked at the prices for that. I do. I I like edibles. I like my gummies. They got some really good chocolate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, I don't have the actual numbers in front of me for for taxes, but Massachusetts, we got recreational. Oh, it's 10%. I have the numbers. 10%? (laughs) Excellent. See, this is why you're in charge of this. In Massachusetts, we got recreational last year, and it was crazy. We had three places open in the state. Fuck me. Uh, yeah, two in the eastern, two in the eastern, one west, and the and the one in the west was obviously the one where I went for my medical because I'm actually disabled, so I actually could get a medical card. 
and I was doing that for a little while, and it was, I went to the, to the place, around the block, up the block, you were, you could see license plates from way, like, New York, Connecticut, New Hampshire, like, and you're not supposed to. If they got caught going over the border, they would have gotten in trouble. So in Massachusetts and California and Colorado, the tax is 15% or under. In Illinois, it's 25% and up. This is in stark contrast to other substances which are controlled, but are also addictive, which weed is not. Also, Mm. it should be noted that there are no medicinal usages of alcohol other than like i don't know maybe disinfecting a wound but weed has many medicinal uh, effects like i can't get a medical card but i do use weed predominantly as a sleep aid and for my sleep aid because i don't like the idea of smoking i have to pay 35 percent tax on top of that which begs the question why do we consider weed uh particularly bad Um, Oh, this is a fun story. Uniquely bad. So before the Nixon administration, weed wasn't really thought of as a huge deal. There were people that thought, you know, it's, it's a drug, people shouldn't use it, partially because Mexican immigrants really liked using it. There were a lot of Mexican immigrants in America that they smoked weed in... Mexico, they brought it to America, they smoked it here, and it was fine, because weed is fine, obviously. Quick side note, there was a a state, basically a state of emergency in New York in the teens, because there were weed, there, there was, there was pot trees that were feet tall, and because people were growing it everywhere in New York, so they had to all pull it up and burn it all so there was pot smoke as a haze over the city anyway back to what i was saying the nixon administration saw that mexicans and hippies and black people were all using weed uh, regularly and they said basically let's make weed a schedule one narcotic because then we have a reason to break up their their gatherings and to make sure that the let's say the black panthers or that the the hippies or or whatever let's give us a reason let's just make up a reason to be able to go in and disrupt these people that they considered dissidents that they considered quote unquote dangerous so this is why we have marijuana as such a important drug to take care of or to get rid of in our system. It's insane. We know this because someone in the Nixon administration admitted this years later. And I I will have either uh, a story or a video about that in the show notes. Weed is fine. Exactly. Its arbitrary designation as a gateway drug is ascientific. There's no evidence to support this. And its medicinal effects heavily outweigh any sort of negative side effects that could be 
associated with it. It should also be noted that the common notion of it being super bad for the cognitive health of young people, maybe, sure, whatever, but it also, there have been some tests that have shown that it does help cognitive function in the older population. So, you know, weed has uses, whereas alcohol doesn't, and yet alcohol is arbitrarily taxed far lower than marijuana. Mm-hmm. And that fucking sucks. There's no reason for it. The way that weed is treated is modern day prohibition, plainly put. And prohibition was dumb. Clearly it was dumb because we have two amendments with that. One for putting it in and one for taking it out. The point that I wanted to make with this podcast is that we should be moving towards the legalization of marijuana and all drugs quite as it's kept. Um, because it's better for people. The often cited example is Portugal. In 2001, Portugal actually legalized or decriminalized all drugs. Can we say the difference between legalization and decriminalization? So legalization means there are legal means for obtaining said substance. So like legalization would mean dispensaries get a license to distribute weed and that is legal and these are the people who can distribute weed same thing with alcohol decriminalization is merely decriminalizing the act of having weed you still can't sell it but if the cops catch you with like under a certain amount that's not a criminal act that's right the the worst they might do is take it away yeah but distribution is not part of uh decriminalization at fucking all Right. Okay. So Portugal decriminalized all drugs. In the time since 2001, Portugal has experienced a unprecedented, unseen before in the world drop in the rate of new HIV infections. The rate of incarceration, of course, fucking plummeted. Uh, The problematic usage of drugs dropped. And that includes underage usage. In all respects, the experiment of legalizing drugs in order to fight the problem of problematic drug usage was a slam dunk. (laughs) Really fucking good. And we've known this for a really long time. The only real way to counter problematic drug usage in a population is to decriminalize it and normalize it. The worst way is to criminalize it and wage some sort of war, Wait, a war on drugs. Nobody would do that. That sounds. That really doesn't sound like something anybody's... No. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we, what is a war on drugs anyways? I mean, it's never happened before. It's never happened? Why would anybody put billions of trillions of dollars into waging a war on an idea the fbi never introduced crack cocaine into uh black neighborhoods in the 80s to squash the black uh, rights movement never happened <laughs> that wasn't doesn't make thing. any that none of this it, this is all crazy talk yeah are you high right now conspiratorial because it thinking sounds like absolutely it. it's legal for me to be and i am <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so generally speaking During Prohibition, problematic alcohol usage was pretty fucking high. Right. This started to normalize once there were legitimate chains of distribution established. 
since the 1920s, the crime rate has dropped a little bit, mind you. But prohibition was bad. People still wanted to drink alcohol, so they still found ways of getting alcohol, which led to a gigantic crime ring the likes of which the United States has never seen. I mean, not just crime, but a health crisis. Because people were making bathtub gin yeah and and whiskey and and moonshine and the way that you make certain alcohols is can be very dangerous and can make you blind kind of like <laughs> it can meth. kill you it kind of huh yeah so essentially <laughs> um prohibition was a massive failure massive and when prohibition was ended the usage of alcohol became a lot more healthy and like the alcohol crisis has somewhat stabilized, at least in relation to before the fucking end of Prohibition. Right. I mean, alcohol use has been normalized more to an extent. People aren't as strict about alcohol as they were before, I guess. Yeah. So you don't have ragers as much as you would like in, in the 80s. <laughs> Alcoholism is still obviously a problem. Obviously. But it is treated more as an illness than as some sort of character flaw of the individual, leading more people to be successful in um, rehabilitation. It's still relatively low, but mm -hmm. higher than before. Now, if we compare this to another crisis, we have a really big problem with opioid abuse in the United States. Yes, we do. Millions of people are dying. So many people. It's a bad thing. And millions more are becoming addicted to opioids. Beyond that, drugs are ravaging our communities. It's a, it's a bad time. And the way that we have chosen to fight this in the United States has been to wage a drug war. Which has been a massive fucking failure. Because I'm a Chicago girl, and I have a grandfather who is literally 95, I have a pretty good basis for like how the drug war shook out in Chicago. So there was a gang. There were five gangs that kind of controlled the criminal landscape of Chicago. It was called The Hand. And these people control the distribution of drugs, like generally a criminal behavior. Right. The drug war got vamped up in the 80s and the leaders of the hand got systematically thrown in jail, thus cutting off the head of the Hydra. The idea was that with the head of the Hydra gone, that um, it would end. Hydras grow back their heads. Have you ever watched Hercules? <laughs> have you have you watched captain america yeah so um rather <laughs> than just like you know five heads the hydra now has hundreds every block is led by a different person there's nobody that you can that you can talk to and generally it's become a lot more dangerous in chicago or a lot unpredictable crime is actually down here but it's extraordinarily unpredictable there are no leaders controlling anything right and this is a story that could be applied to any number of major cities in the United States. And don't get me started on the middle of nowhere towns, which also have a problem. Yeah. Generally uh, speaking. I can tell you about that, actually. <laughs> mm -hmm. But it hasn't been good. 
the drug war, similar to Prohibition, has been a massive failure. Now that the drug war has failed, and we have reached a point where I think that it's satisfactory to say criminalizing drugs does not help us uh, stabilize the problem of drug usage, it might be time to pay attention to what sociologists have been saying for decades. Legalize weed. Legalize drugs. It's the only way to help us out of our situation. If we legalize it, then the stigma goes goes down on it, which means people will ask for help if they're if they're in trouble. It frees up our uh, law enforcement to actually focus on more important things than just shaking down people that just need help. Yeah. Uh, our our medical system will not be as overloaded. And our criminal because... system won't be absolutely god. Oh, God. Our criminal our cr system is fucked predominantly because we keep on trying to throw people away for, like, life based upon drug charges. If we just change how we deal with the drug crisis from punitive to healthcare, it would be a drastic boon yeah. to our society. And in regards to weed specifically, the demonization of weed is a gigantic uh, crime to um, people who could benefit from its medicinal qualities all over the United States. That's weed right. helps people. I can't sleep. I haven't slept in years since weed was legalized in Illinois, and I've uh, partaken a little bit. I've had some good-ass nights of sleep that wouldn't have been possible without its uh, aid. It's the only thing that's helped. I've taken melatonin, other drugs. Melatonin sucks. I've, um... Yeah, melatonin sucks ass. Don't try it. But, um... Yeah. It's pseudoscientific. But I've tried everything, and it didn't work. Weed is the only thing that helps. Weed is fun, but it's also medicinal. It should be stated that legalization is... Just the beginning. The reason why I wanted to talk about this so badly is that legalization of weed has gone terribly wrong in Illinois. Yes, it's legal. Yes, I have access to it. But it's extraordinarily expensive. Normal people cannot get it. And now that it's legal, the police are going after your neighborhood dealer harder than they ever have before in order to quash uh, the economic spirit of marginalized people who are trying to make a buck selling a service lower than the uh, state can offer it. That's right. It's quite similar, actually, to the way that we um, treat moonshiners. If you start making a lot of money, we go after them. But if you're just making some moonshine in your backyard, they'll leave you alone. Or if you're just selling to some friends, no cop's going to come after you. This yeah. should be the same way that we treat marijuana. Dealers should be left to their own de devices, not treated like criminals. We have to normalize weed. It's no worse than alcohol. In fact, by many metrics, it's far better and more safe. We have to normalize marijuana. We have to legalize it. It's the only way to fix our problems. And this could be expanded to drugs in general, but for now, we start with weed because it is without a shadow of a doubt, worth legalization. It'll save lives. 
Hell yeah. Without a doubt. Even, not even with people switching to weed from drinking. Just the fact that... Flat out. Yeah. They, it, just the fact that people won't get shot because they were trying to sell some weed on the corner. And, you know, maybe I shouldn't have to say this, but legalization of weed, normalization, it would make our American streets safer. It would give us access to medicines we don't yet know of. And it'd be really fucking fun. (laughs) So that's it. So now we're going to talk about things that make us happy. Not, Not like things that drugs that make us happy i don't know maybe but but not so what makes you happy right now nicole uh i've been playing this game called temtem yeah you have i've seen you online playing temtem constantly (laughs) yeah so uh, temtem is a uh early access mmo that's trying to pull from like you know monster catching pulling like ripping off Pokemon in order to like bring the aesthetic into like the new era. Mm-hmm. I think it's really cute and fun. It's also really queer. Nice. Like there are a lot of gays in the game, and you can choose your pronouns and just kind of like choose body types rather than choosing gender. That is excellent. It's a. I wouldn't say that it's a very excellent game as of right now. Um, it needs a lot of work. However, mm-hmm. it's very cute. And I spent a lot of time playing it. I got to the end of what's available in the alpha, and I have some major complaints with it. But also, generally speaking, I think that it's a really good attempt at the formula. I don't think it needed to be uh, an MMO necessarily or always online, but like, I guess that's shit people wanted. So, Temtem. It has my recommendation. (laughs) Nicole approved. Well, what's making you happy, genre? Lady Raven Van Helsing is making me very happy. (laughs) For those of you that don't know, (laughs) Susan Collins uh, is uh, is a senator in Maine. uh, People kind of like her. She's she's known as a moderate Republican. (sighs) Whatever that means anymore. But there has been an effort to unseat her because she's, you know, worthless. So the other night while streaming, uh, I was looking up who was running against her. And, you know, they have a Democrat, but they also have a independent named Raven Van Helsing. That's right. Danielle Raven Van Helsing. And... She is amazing. A queen Uh, among queens. Oh my god. I am standing for her. I'm I want to move to to Maine. I want to move to Maine. So she is, and this is from her Twitter, which I'll post in the show notes. Pansexual, polyamorous, trans, she, her, vamp goth Buddhist. We need that in Congress. We we need a big titty goth queen. We need oh my god. This is this is amazing. Just just reading about her makes me just 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 very happy. So everybody it's 
at lady underscore van helsing just like it sounds i want everybody to follow her she's got 450 followers i think we should get that up to 600 don't you nicole i think that we should just the the fact that someone someone like that can can run and actually place on the board she has like seven percent support in maine according to real clear which is insane for just a random independent vamp goth trans like all that stuff it's really really heartening to know that 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 can happen still she's not gonna she's not gonna win but she she's she's not just a like a vermin supreme or something she's actually making a run for it she's doing public financing she's and just the fact that someone um like that can make a serious run for the united states senate is real queen shit yeah just it's just so awesome it's just so awesome that 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 can happen so yeah so there you go so with that, thank you so much for listening to I Shouldn't Have to Say This. We have episodes out uh, twice a month, the second Tuesday and the fourth Tuesday of every month. If you want to hear past episodes, you can go to our new URL, saythiscast.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, at saythiscast. You can email us at saythiscast at gmail.com. And where can we find you online, Nicole? You can find me on Twitter at Jack of Three. That's the number trades, and that's it. That's the only place. <laughs> that's the only place. That's the only place. Okay, Jack, Jack of Three trades. That's number three. You can find me online uh, at press start lock and every tuesday at 11 p.m and every friday at 3 p.m i hold a political chat uh sometimes uh nicole comes to hang out uh on twitch that is press start morlock on twitch all of the music on here is by mustin you can hear more at store.mustinenterprises.com that's m-u-s-t-i-n if you'd like to support the show we have a patreon which is really great. Fuck you, you all should me. check that out. <laughs> <laughs> Give us that money. Um, that is patreon.com slash say this cast. Uh, there you can contribute $1 a month. It would be very grateful. $5 a month. You can hear these episodes early. You can, uh, and we have other levels from there. You can suggest show topics. Um, we will thank you at the end of the show. At some levels, like it's so check it out. That's patreon.com slash say this cast. Support black queerosexuals. <laughs> What'd you say? I said support black queerosexuals. Do it. Do it now. Get out them credit cards. Patreon.com slash say this cast. I shouldn't have to say this is a member of the Planet Side Podcast Network. You can find out more at planetsidepodcasts.com. <laughs> My sexuality is queerosexual. <laughs> queerosexual. Clip it and ship it, boys. <laughs>
<laughs> support your queerosexual small businesses? Is that? Yep. All right. Do it. Please. <laughs> I have college dues to pay. I'll go to grad school. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Okay, that's good.